Good morning, guys. How are you doing? Thanks so much for joining me this morning to have your coffee, whether it's your tea, your orange juice, your H2O, or your morning smoothie. I'm just so happy that you have joined me to have a little coffee in Christ with your girl, Krishna Janae. I've missed you guys the last two weeks. It's definitely been um, um, challenging, but nonetheless, we are here in full effect. So let's begin. Thank you, Father, for positioning this platform in Christ. And thank you, Father, for placing those who have trusted you as your Savior and allowing us to fellowship through this network as brothers and sisters. Thank you that we are members of your body and we are being built up together as your holy dwelling place. Father, we pray that as the wickedness in the world seems to be increasing and the love of many has grown so cold, that you would continue to unite us in loving fellowship and seek your peace, your word, and forgiveness when we fall short. I pray that this message is delivered in your likeness and pleases you, Father, that our hearts receive it with love. And as we continue on within our day and in our week, That we hold each other up in prayer. In Jesus' name, amen. So again, thanks guys for being so patient. And I'm so happy to be back on air with you guys after two long weeks of um, getting things together with grad school and things of that nature. And finishing up school, entering summer, and just getting acclimated with with the new um, season. And so, and today, I want to come to you and read to you the blog that I posted almost to the finish line. And it'll sum up a lot of things that um, I have encountered over the last two weeks. And I hope this message really touch you and let you understand the importance of staying firm in your belief, even whenever you are close to the finish line and whenever things have come to almost um, an end for the journey, you still have to understand that at times you are going to be tested. And these are the times where you need to stand firm in your faith because the devil, he will come and it will come with a force that will make you forget everything that you have worked so hard to um, to accomplish. And maybe you're in that season right now. Maybe you can see the finish line. Maybe you are so close, but yet you feel that you are so far because of everything that's stacked up against you. But I'm here to tell you this morning that you can make it. Do not give up. Continue to push and push with the same faithfulness, with the same obedience that you've had throughout this long journey of yours. This season, this drought, this exile that you have been cast into will soon come to an end. You are approaching your finish line. You are destined for a breakthrough. And it's right there. Just continue to stay fast and to stay firm, I'm sorry, in in your belief and trust God. Let him continue to guide you and motivate you and push you to the to the end. It's coming. You will not have to endure this season any longer. Okay? Just know that you are not alone and you will never be alone. Don't give up. Don't give in. Continue to to fight as you did the entire time because I'm telling you 
a lot of times we like to get so excited because we can see the ending of something. We can kind of see the sunshine peeking through those clouds of, of those stormy days. And we want to celebrate yet, but we have to understand that we're still in preparation phase. We still have to continue to go out there and be obedient to his word and be still and listen to the directions in which he gives us. So with that being said, almost to the finish line, I did post a blog, so you can definitely um, revert back to it on my website anytime that you want. But I hope you really take this message and understand that um, your timing is God's timing. So, almost to the finish line. When you look over the horizon and see the finish line, it's a feeling of excitement, a moment filled with mixed emotions and uplifting beautiful sight. It's like you slowly begin to exhale. I wonder how Abraham and Sarah felt approaching the last few weeks of pregnancy before Isaac was to be born. Or how Joseph must have cried tears of joy the moment his break from prison came. Or how Noah must have rejoiced when the dove returned with the first sign that the waters were finally descending. That sweet olive leaf must have carried such a sweet smell of a fresh start. It's funny that a dove brought back a piece of an olive leaf. It's not stated if it was a sweet olive leaf, but I'll assume it was. Have you ever smelled the scent of a sweet olive tree and what it exudes in the atmosphere? Oh my, it's amazing. It's a scent of nostalgia, bringing back sweet memories of a childhood filled with love or that childhood you may have once longed to have. This is one reason I've told my husband that out of all the trees we have planted in our yard, we have a magnolia, an oak, we have walnut, we have a pecan, we have an orange, and we even have a fig. But a sweet olive is a must. I have to have a sweet olive planted in this tree, in this yard. See, I told you how a sweet olive has a way of taking you off to a place that feels sweet. So back to my point. <laughs> Can you imagine the feeling of relief that all of these biblical people may have felt when they saw a glimpse of the finish line? And let me tell you guys, sometimes God will give you that glimpse of that finish line. He will allow you to see um, the greatness and the goodness that lies ahead. But I felt it is, but I felt it as I approached or what I thought to have been approaching my last two quarters of graduate school. I began to get excited. I started making plans for my graduation ceremony, my commencement. I started to loosen up my tight held grip on life that had been so strategically living the last four years of my life since I started this journey. And I excelled. But something happened that came out of nowhere, or shall I say, I stopped expecting the devil to attack. I moved into my comfort zone way too quickly. Actually, I was forcing things to finish faster when God said so. I took on 15 hours plus an internship, putting in 20 to 25 hours a week, when I should have really stretched it out to no more than 10 credit hours. Things started to cave in on me. I had the boost of energy, though, and dedication, but the effort I was putting in just didn't align with God's timing. So long story short, I have three remaining quarters, and instead of the glorious 24 weeks I was so excitedly begin to prepare for and count down, it is now 34 weeks. But this is what happens when we see the finish line 
and begin to run the ending of our race on our own and stop being obedient, patient, and get distracted. When we start to get close and begin to see the finish line, these are times we must stay firm within our belief. It's during these times when any little thing will be used to distract you, disrupt you, or control you, taint your purpose, or hit you so strong with a force that is so powerful you will want to give up with only less than 5% of your journey. That's how hard it'll get. These past two weeks have been just that for me. The devil became excited too and went to work. He tried to stop what God has for me by using forces outside of my control to make me lose control. He struck three times with hard blows just as he tried three times to distract Jesus from his path. It's funny how the old saying, it comes in threes, dates back to when Jesus himself walked the earth. No wonder in baseball after three strikes, they're considered out. But I have three powerful weapons that the devil has to face each time him and his goons that may prey on me. And that's P-R-E-Y. And that's the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. We don't strike out when we plant our feet at the mount of fate. The devil does. The devil recognized that G- that just because I was almost to the finish line didn't mean that my race that was filled with obstacles was over. So he saw an opportunity to sneak in and make his attempts to defeat me or tempt me to give up. I had to realize that I was not in the clearing just yet. It's just like landing a plane. Just because the pilot announces that we are preparing for landing does not mean the landing can be neglected or that it's a job or that its job just isn't as hard as getting through the route that may have been filled with turbulence. Taking off and landing is one of the most delicate phases to complete for a pilot. There's a lot of preparation and skill needed. When Sarah and Abraham was weeks away from finally seeing God's promise after years and years of trying and disappointments did not mean they were in the clear of having a smooth delivery. Just because Joseph was now free from being a prisoner after years and years of captivity didn't mean he was not about to face more hardship during his reign as a ruler. And let's look back at Noah again because we can learn a lot from his story. We know that Noah sent a raven and then a dove. I wonder why he sent both. Maybe because ravens get lost and distracted and can eat off the dead from the water. But a dove will return to its place of origin if she can't land or find land to rest. And now after the dove returned, showing Noah how close he was to the finish line, why do you think he just didn't begin to celebrate? Why did he have to send the dove back again? Maybe it's because he knew just because he saw a sign that he was close to the finish line didn't mean he should stop being obedient and patient and staying the course. It was not time for celebration. It was time for continued meditation and preparation. He knew he needed to save his energy for fate and victory in la- for energy for his fate in victory in the last pending battles against the devil. So don't become a raven and get distracted. Stay the course of a dove and live out your purpose. And when it's time for you to land on solid ground and your mission is done, then God, your original creator, will allow you to move on to another level in search of other places to find dry land and life and purpose. 
when you no longer have to return to that old place of endurance and struggle that it took you to get to the finish line, you will know when there is dry land. I will use this experience, this moment of being still to recollect my faith that I obviously dropped on the floor and showed the devil and all this all, and show the devil and all his collected friends that may not want to see me win that my race to victory is not over but I've replenished my strength in God and this time I had to return to show Noah that we were close but we weren't finished yet this time I must stay firm in my faith and do the work remain patient, and wait until God sends me out again for my final walk across the finish line. So stay the course, fight the fight, and continue to allow God to order your steps towards the finish line. This time, you have to understand, maybe the finish line is not for you to cross just yet. And it's okay God's timing is the perfect timing for you and your life. We may want to rush it. We may want to say, you know what? God, I am so tired. I am so ready to move on during this season of drought. I am so ready to be done with the suffering and with the turbulence. But maybe there's still lessons important lessons between where you are and that short mile or that short distance between where you are and the finish line that is so important for your future. God knows every step of your life and why it is important. You have to trust him and you have to believe that his timing is the right timing. You may get discouraged. The devil will come, sometimes in threes. He will bring forces that will say, you know what? I am just not cut out for this. I just want to give up. This race is just not for me. But I want you to stand firm where you are. Just take one moment to reflect back on how far you have come. And then look to the, to the horizon and see the small distance that you have left. He has carried you. God has carried you this far. It's no stopping now. And you have to understand he will continue to carry you. The small few miles or mile or the short distance that you have left. Do not give up. Trust me, it has not been easy. There were times I sat in bed and I was just like, God, why? And I've asked him. Or I'd go into my closet and I would just cry, wondering why. I'm supposed to be graduating here. I am supposed to be walking across the the stage at this time, in this state, doing X, Y, Z. But the funny thing is, God don't like to be told what he needs to do. Continue to praise him on what he has already done and what he continues to do for you. He is all knowing and he knows everything 
that's right for you. You have to trust him. And then you have to understand that what you are going through now will not last always. You are close to the finish line. Stay the course, stay obedient, and continue to praise him even through these moments. Because these moments here, while you're so, so close, the devil hates it. He hates thinking and knowing and seeing you endure so much and come out of so much and become so close to your breakthrough. He hates it. He will use everything. He will try to throw your past. He will try to throw finances. He will try to throw depression. He will try to throw laziness. He will try to throw um, outside forces, whether it's a natural disaster, whether it is your car breaking down, whatever, he will try his hardest. And he will, he will gather up every enemy that's out there that wants to see you fail. And he will even use those. They will prey on you. But you have to understand. You can make it through because your battles are already won. Stay strong in your fate. Know that your fate is in the thought and the belief that you are victorious. Do not give up. So I hope this helps you. It definitely, definitely helped me um, to process everything and to understand that my life and my future and my family's life and my family's future is in God's hand. That is the best place to be. So I shouldn't worry. I shouldn't have doubt. I shouldn't wonder if I'll ever cross the finish line. Because if my hands and my steps are ordered through him, then it's a sure thing. It's a beautiful thing. It's a victorious thing. And in that alone inspires me to get up and to keep pushing and to keep going. Remember, you are covered by the blood the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. There are three powerful, powerful forces and sources that are with you. And he may come and try to strike in three. But your three, your Holy Trinity, is the most powerful. So stay firm in that belief. You got this. We got this. So let me move on to um, poetry time. It's poetry time. And the poem that I have for us, it's a small original. And it's one that I wrote a very, very long time. It's still found in my first poetry volume, um, um, The Conversation of Hope. But it's life sometimes, un- life sometimes unknown. And again, it's very sharp, but it's a sharp goodie. And I hope you enjoy it. Because in life, yes, we don't know. But guess what? We serve a God that's all-knowing. 
And that's enough to say, you know what? <laughs> I, I surrender. You got it, God. Continue to lead me. I may not know, but you know, and that's enough for me. So life sometimes unknown. As I sit and stare, as I wonder about life's mysterious glare, as I contemplate on the long journey I will have ahead, I see travels of harmony and travels of discouragement. At times, I will have to face the dangers that will come my way, and at times, I will have to overcome obstacles that will slow my pace. Life was given to me just as I was brought to life, never once to take a single breath for granted because God gave me a gift. And that was the gift to express myself in many ways, the gift to learn what is being taught, to instill it within me, lock it and hide away the key with fate, hope and love only escaping me. There are paths of reality, travels of open roads, tears of discomfort but filled with inspiration. It's life sometimes unknown. So I'm snapping and I'm snapping and I'm snapping. Again, it was a very short, goody, inspirational poem. And I really hope that it filters through the message that has been given today. And again, even because or even knowing that your future is unknown by you, you need to take comfort in knowing that it is known by our God. And that's a beautiful thing. So let me go ahead and talk about the book that I want to recommend for um, you to read. This one is a nice um, short book. Very, very... Um, befitting for the occasion again um a lot of times the books that i recommend tend to relate to the message that's being delivered for the week and i try to make sure that i recommend books that you can read um as a busy working individual or if you have time on your hand you can read Read it multiple times and you can really dissect it. But this one is called God's Perfect Timing. And I came across this goodie because I'm always um, searching um, Kindle. And they tend to give a lot of recommendations because I guess I'm on there a lot. But if you have a Kindle account, I'm pretty sure that you will, if you look inside of your homepage, you tend to see that they actually compile a lot of these great books for you based on your interests and based off your past purchases and your searches. So I tend to find a lot of these good books just by stumbling across them because they are gathered information, gathered data from my previous purchases and things of that nature. But this one is one of the ones that I came across and it's called God's Perfect Timing by Reverend J. Martin. And again, um, it's compiled of maybe six or seven, maybe eight chapters. Not that bad at all. And I'll read just part of the introduction to you so you can get an understanding of what this book is really about. So he goes on to write, in life, it can seem that God never seems to get the timing right. 
Sometimes, no matter how hard we pray, it can seem like a loved one may never turn their life around, like the pain will never go away, or you may never meet the right person. It can feel like your prayers are going unanswered. What I have found is God has a perfect time to deliver what he wants, but it is rarely done on our timetable or in the way we expect. If what you ask for is in line with your divine destiny, then the moment you prayed for it, God established a time to bring the promise to pass. God has a perfect time for a loved one to turn their life around. There's a perfect time for the healing, the right relationship, and the breakthrough. It could be next week, next year, or three years from now. When you understand that the time has already been set, it takes off all of the pressure. There's no need to worry, wondering when it is going to happen. You can relax, knowing the promise is on its way. So again, I thought this book is so befitting for the message and I definitely needed to. um, And again, it's God's perfect timing because within these last two weeks, I ran across this book. It came into my um, my recommendations on Kindle. How befitting God's perfect timing. Perfect example. (laughs) And again, I just think that. He has a way to send you a message to let you know, I hear you, my child. You're almost there. I got you. Continue to believe in what I have in store for you. Never give up. I got you. And that's what he tells us all the time. Be still and listen and look for those messages from him. They're beautiful. It's kind of like when you're walking along. And you smell the sweet, sweet smell of a sweet olive tree. For me, that has always been a way of knowing that he's right here. And he's letting me know he's right here and right there. So, guys, thank you so much again for joining me this morning. I hope you have a beautiful, beautiful, blessed day. I hope your week going into, well, the ending of this week and the beginning of your next week is just as beautiful. And again, I need you. You need me. We need each other. So let's continue to love and pray for one another. I love you all. Have a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful and sweet day. Okay? Be blessed, child.